May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Jesus is clear. Be on guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of things. And in his letter to the Colossian church, Paul emphasizes Jesus' warning as he writes, put to death or get rid of greed, which is idolatry. When I searched for another biblical definition of the Greek word for greed, covetous popped up, simply described as one who desires more. And if that's not clear enough, a second definition adds an insatiable desire to find fulfillment and meaning and purpose in things instead of God. It's kind of hard for us to wiggle around those definitions of greed today. Even Jesus' parable about the rich man is pretty straightforward. Unlike other teachings that Jesus uses to make his point, this example of the rich man leaves no disciples scratching their heads and wondering what Jesus means and asking him for an explanation. Here's what we know about the rich man. His land has produced abundantly. And in Jesus' parable, we hear this rich man as he wonders to himself what to do with the excess. In two short verses, the rich man uses some form of the personal pronoun, I, me, my, 11 times. No mention of God, no mention of family or friends, no mention of sharing his excess with anyone in need, no gratitude. Just a simple question for himself. What should I do? I have no place to store my crops. This is such a great passage for Stewardship Sunday or a capital campaign. It's a good reminder for us that it's never too early and never too late to be generous. In teaching the parable of the rich man, Jesus asks us to take a look at what we have, what we hold dear, and what we do with it. Do we always want more? Are we blinded by what we hold on to so tightly? Are we rich toward ourselves, or are we rich toward God? The parable of the rich man apparently has quite a reputation among preachers. You'll notice that our priest in charge, Father Noah, is on vacation today. Had Father Vince been preaching this gospel lesson, he'd have a clever homily summarized in six words. Father Jess preached last Sunday about the Lord's Prayer. And if Father Joe had been here, he would have wisely read the gospel. I'm choosing to believe, though, that this parable of the rich man has chosen me 
and by association it has chosen all of you too. And I've learned from my wise teachers that when I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable with something, I need to lean into it, to sit with it, ask questions about it, and wonder with it what it is trying to teach me. So that's just what we're going to do this morning. Let's hear what we think the Spirit is saying to us today through this ritual. And I invite you to join me in my conversation with Jesus. It's more of a Q and A. And I want you to listen well for Jesus' answers. Notice when you find yourself getting a little uncomfortable. We'll listen and we'll lean in together. I'll begin as our gospel lesson does, with one in the crowd asking the first question, addressing Jesus as, Teacher, when are we like the rich fool, taking credit for all that we have been blessed with, forgetting that every good gift comes from you? Lord, help us to see when and where we are tempted to accumulate more and more and not be satisfied with what we already have. Are we being faithful to you with our wealth and with our possessions? Are we serving you generously with our gifts and our talents? Teacher, where do our friends and family fit in with our love for stuff? In our worries about having enough, do we find enough space and time to come to you, Lord, for your wisdom and guidance, to sit at your feet, to be reassured, to be held in your love when we are anxious and unsure about tomorrow? Our possessions are not able to give us the kind of deep security that only you can. And you seem to enjoy it when we hang out together. You even welcome our questions. We don't ever experience that when we're sitting with and fretting over our portfolio. Lord, have we stopped recently to thank you for blessing us with so much? We realize that we get kind of busy and we can be blind to the needs around us. Sometimes we remember to bring canned food with a pop-top for the homeless, and during Advent, we purchase an ornament to support a child in Kenya. The faces of those children on the Christmas tree are irresistible. Teacher, what did you mean at the end of our Gospel lesson today when you say, so it is with those who store up treasures for themselves? but are not rich toward God. Rich toward God. Are we more focused and concerned about ourselves and our abundance or about you, Lord? What is our treasure? Are you our treasure, Lord? Is that what it means to be rich toward God? To desire more and more of you? I believe that Paul begins to answer these questions about what it means to be rich toward God. 
Paul is teaching the church in Colossae about their new life in Christ, how to live the way as followers of Jesus. Paul writes to seek and set your mind on things that are above, not on earthly things. And Paul adds that we practice this new life in Christ by stripping off the old self with old habits, like being greedy. And we clothe ourselves with a new Christ-like self. In other words, Paul's words encourage and give us hope today as followers of Jesus. We become less and less like the rich fool as we practice putting on this new Christ-like self. And as we live more and more into the likeness of Christ, we learn how to be more generous. It becomes more natural to be more loving with eyes wide open with compassion to see the needs and to feel the pain of those around us. Instead of focusing on ourselves, even our questions change. Instead of asking one of the rich fool's, question, rich fool's questions, what will we do with our excess? We ask, what does God desire for us to do? This is my spiritual director's favorite question. What does God desire? For each one of us, what does God desire us to do with what we have been given? What does God desire for this parish? How will God direct our choices and our decisions? How does God want us to use our space and our resources, not just for ourselves, but for this community, for creation, for the world? Lord, you have blessed us to be a blessing not to foolishly store our gifts or our possessions for ourselves, but to reach out far and wide and give generously. Rich toward God, may we find meaning and purpose and fulfillment in you alone, God, as we ask the question, what do you desire? Amen.